It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to monday.com. This edition of How to Be a CEO is brought to you by the AXA Startup Angel Competition. I'm Sharmadine Reed, founder and CEO of The Stack World, and I'm here to help you turn your business dream into reality. There are six chances to win the competition, including two top prizes of £25,000, mentoring from myself and leading UK founders, plus business insurance for a year, thanks to AXA. Go to standard.co.uk forward slash AXA Startup Angel for details on how to enter and complete your entry by the 2nd of June, 2024. Good luck. ES Audio. I appreciate that beginning a business podcast up a mountain with some cows is an unusual start, but then some CEOs have unusual starts. My first job was, I was 10. I looked after 30 cows. I had to pick them up at 7 o'clock in the morning, making sure they eat, bring them back in the evening at 7 o'clock. So that was my first job. I I can't remember having then a thought about running a big insurance company. So no. <laughs> so you're, where was this was a farm in back uh, in Switzerland? Yeah, so, yeah. so I grew up in, in, in Switzerland yeah. in a very remote location in the Swiss Alps. It sounds very romantic, but it's basically just at the end of the world. Very small village. You have cows, skiing and mountains. Claudio Donal is CEO of AXA UK and Ireland, heading up around 10,000 staff and working with 645,000 businesses. It's a lot of responsibility, but so is looking after your village's cow herds when you're 10. There's one thing I definitely learned there. You have to own your stuff. There's no way you could come home and say, like, I only have 28 cows. It's just a no-go. So, And if that means you have to go up for two hours up the mountain to get the cow, you do it. No questions asked. Um, and the other one is, well, you have to bring the same cows back. Yeah, that's the other thing. I'm David Marsden from the Evening Standard, and we're meeting Claudio in Axis HQ in London, a far cry from the Swiss Alps. But the lessons learned there stay with you. These kind of things do form you, don't they? Because I... I know that's part of the thing that stays with me. I, I'm, I have little patience for excuses. Because you always think, like, I couldn't find an excuse when I was 10 yeah, for lost cows, so don't come to me and explain why everything is complicated. <laughs> this is How to Be a CEO. Claudio, here we are sitting in Axis headquarters in London. But, I mean, in your career, getting to this point, you, you've, you've been a startup yourself haven't you you've been down there with the with the small companies trying to work your way up yeah i, I did uh, during my garden leave i helped uh, my some of my friends to to create a startup so i've been there watching and helping yeah when, when a new business is born and it's an interesting process but challenging but uh, very rewarding when you get there can you tell me a little bit about that startup itself before we get into some other areas. Yeah, so basically it's a, it's a Swiss-based startup. It's a digital platform that connects insurers and real estate um, organizations with the suppliers. Um, that's what it does do and with the customers. 
I started very small in Switzerland. Now they try to expand into Germany and the UK. Uh, it's a fabulous small business. The team is doing a wonderful job. But again, they have very different challenges than what we have yeah, uh, at AXA. Yeah, I can imagine. But it must be incredibly exciting to set something up and watch it grow. I mean, I guess that's one of the hooks for actually starting your own business, isn't it? That's what makes things exciting. Yeah, no, it's, it's, ex yeah, it's extremely rewarding. It's also stressful sometimes Yeah, when you look for, for cash or money. But it's very rewarding when you see all the things coming to fruition that you planned and discussed with your, your friends and colleagues. Absolutely. But I'd imagine there must be a lot of people considering starting a business, even post-pandemic as we are now and all the things that we've gone mm. through. What kind of barriers are there or what do people perceive the barriers to be? Because I know that AXA did a report looking mm. at this area. What are people concerned about? Yeah, we, we did a um, survey here in the UK and what we have seen is that 50% of our the, the people we talk to, they admire the small business and they would like to do it. I think the, the two things probably they are most concerned about, one is the stress level mm -hmm. that this brings with it. Um, there is a, uh, and then obviously also the, the insecurity about the financial outcome. Yeah, because they, again, it's not, you don't have a job where you get your salary every day. So the main reason though is really the, yeah, the, the amount of work and the risk that you have to take on it and the courage to do that. Yeah, I mean, my wife's just set up her own small business uh, and she's waiting for that, those invoices to come in. She's, she's put out loads of stuff. There's loads of money about to come in, but it's not actually happening yet. That, those first few months can be quite scary, can't they? Oh, they are. They, there's always a lag at the beginning between what you have to put in in terms of work and resources and until you have the first customers and clients sending you some money. And I think most of the ones I do know, they underestimate their, their time lag. So there's a, a moment of um, stress that comes with it, but then the more satisfactory it is when you see yeah, the first the invoices coming in and seeing that that what you do makes sense. Yeah, it's, it's it might, I'd imagine she'll be quite excited when the when the bank account starts filling I'm back sure up. She again. Will. I'm sure she will. I'm sure she will. <laughs> I will be as well. But, <laughs> but um, we are in this post-pandemic era now. Is it scarier for small businesses, and is there help for them? Mm. So it's interesting. I think more than seventy-five percent of the business we talked to said that they are still very happy that this has been the best decision ever in their life. So uh, even after the pandemic, I, I do think we, there's a lot of positive things to be said about the small businesses that are ultimately also the backbone for our whole economy here in the UK. Um, and interestingly, if you talk to them, more than 60% have a very upbeat, positive outlook uh, in terms of what is coming their way in terms of new customer needs, um, technology that helps them. Uh, and if you look at what has happened, I mean, they have been so resilient the last two years, the mm -hmm. small businesses, and agile and just found new ways to do things. So I think they they absolutely have the right to be positive about what was coming, given given where that they made it through the last two years. Yeah, actually, that agility of those small businesses, I think, is a credit to companies here in the UK, the way that they adapted, mm. the way that they changed. Some of them barely got through, but they did get through, didn't they? Yeah, they have an enormous amount of work ethic. They really work very, very hard, yeah. uh, which is part of it. And they also have lots of energy and new ideas, and they are not afraid of trying things out um, and not making mistakes, uh, which you do make yeah, when you do things. 
Uh, and in that sense, there are a lot of parallels to big businesses, but they are just much more nimbler. Uh, and as you said, they most of them found a good way through the last three years. And I think all the ones they made it through are much stronger businesses yeah. nowadays. That nimbleness is a, is a great advantage for a small company. AXA is not a small company. Did you, you don't have that same level of, I guess, agility to move through. Did you have to change things? Did you have to change course, change direction to get through the pandemic? We we needed some uh, adaptations as ev every big business in UK, especially as we had to ask everyone to work from home, as yeah. we were not essential workers in that sense. Yeah, only a few are and couldn't do the work from uh, from the office. So yes, we went through big adaptations, every big business or every business here in UK. And now we are trying to find the rhythm to come back into the new normal as everyone else. <laughs> yeah. And now we have got through this. What kind of support can AXA give to, to small companies? What sort of things are you doing to help those people from the grassroots levels up? So what we do do, we, we do provide um, support in terms of access to information, but more importantly, we are an insurer. Yeah. So the way, probably the easiest way to think about it is um, um, a small business, they, if they were like an artist in the circus, they, we are the safety net. Yeah, mm -hmm. we are the thing that you want to be there all the time with the right size and the right strength, but never have to use it. But it gives you this peace of mind to do what you want to do best and try out new things. And I think that's where, that's why we are here. That's why we're here for. Uh, unfortunately, what we do see is that within the market, um, only 30% of businesses really do take out business insurance. So there's a large part of businesses, small businesses that are not insured. Mm -hmm. And the problem is when something bad happens, yeah, they are not covered, which means they have to start from scratch again. Such as a pandemic. Uh, and have people come through this and realize that business insurance is perhaps at least as important as a bank account? I, I think people realize it, but that is one of the things where we have to do a better job in making it easier for them to understand yeah. and engaging with them. We do a lot, but there's always more we can do. At the same time, I believe it's also on their side to just take a little bit more time to think about the safety net, yeah. yeah. To to think how big it needs to be, how strong does it need to be, even if it's not what they really want to do, because they just want to drive their business. Yeah. And but together, uh, when this comes together, we we typically find very good solutions for for the businesses. And, and it's not just a safety net. Axe has launched the Startup Angel competition. It's now in its second year. Tell me about this. What 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 is being offered here? So basically, it's a competition for small businesses that have to be in the business for at least 12 months. Uh, and what we try to do is, is to give them some initial funding. As you said, that the first months are the most difficult ones. So this year, the two top ones would get £25,000 as, as an investment into their business. They will get support, mentoring to really help them to, to have the best possible start yeah, with their new business. And it's just encouraging yeah, new um, entrepreneurs to overcome this this step to try out things because it is quite as you said a scary moment when you do these things mm. uh, because we do believe that the small businesses are ultimately the backbone of who we are in the UK they are what makes us tick they are the ones who support us so we are very very keen to support them and 25,000 would be quite a substantial uh, amount to help a company get going but are you looking at any specific fields are there any industries or is it open to pretty much anyone it's open to everyone so it's not we are not limited to to anything here it's it's really about the basic thought helping i, I yeah new entrepreneurs to take the step 
um, because ultimately any idea that drives value for, for the society and allows them to strive is a good idea. Yeah, I mean, you've talked about small business being the backbone. Without them, what would this country or any country be without small business? I think nothing. Yeah. The, that, that's ultimately, that's what keeps everything alive and working. Yeah, the thousands and thousands of people who have the courage to create new things, deliver new things, engaging within the communities they are, uh, and allowing us to live the lives we do live, yeah, with all the things we have around us. Mm -hmm. um, and it's easy to forget them. Yeah, I mean, we all talk about the big companies, but uh, in essence, they are much more important to keep us a society going the way we yeah. do. And of course, AXA is a big company, but it was working very closely with those small companies. I mean, do you feel like you've got a good overview of how small businesses are working right now? I think we do have some insight, yeah, in terms of what they do. We do obviously on the insurance side, um, business insurance. We also have a health uh, company where we support them in terms of the, the well-being and the health elements. So we do have some understanding. We spend time with them also obviously um, trying to understand what their needs are so that we can adapt what we do for them. Um, but it's an evolving thing, isn't it? So they, as we move along and new things come up, like cyber is a new thing that didn't exist 20 years ago. Now it's <laughs> something people have to worry about. Um, the mental health element, which has come up much more the last five years, is clearly something that we talk much more about now uh, than yeah. we used to. And it's quite often also an element that is underestimated by small businesses. If you are only three in your, in your organization and one of you gets uh, is out of work because of illness. Yeah, a third of your workforce is gone. Yeah, for a big company, one person out of ten thousand doesn't make that big of a difference. So very, very important again, helping them to stay healthy as a company, but also as individual. Okay, let's take a break, and while the ads are on, go have a look at how you could win twenty-five thousand pounds for your business with the Access Startup Angel Competition in partnership with the Evening Standard. Head to standard.co.uk forward slash Access Startup Angel. It's really easy to enter, and there are six chances to win, including two top prizes of twenty-five thousand pounds, mentorship, and business insurance for a year. Entries close on the 17th of July 2022. You'll get terms and conditions on the website at standard.co.uk forward slash AXA Startup Angel. We've spoken a lot in the podcast about the, the mental health issues, particularly the stress issues that, that, that have come up. I mean, have you guys found that over the last couple of years that the people you're working with, are they experiencing stress? So we, we did we, we did this big survey um, at the beginning of this year around um, mind health uh, across the globe, but also in the UK. And one of the findings was that, yes, that in the UK specifically, the level of mental health challenges is very, very high. Yeah. Now, one view is that's because we are more open to talk about mm -hmm. it than in other countries. Um, the other one, though, is also, I think, because there is more to be stressed about at the moment, yeah, with Brexit, with uh, the pandemic, yeah, with the war than, than we used to have. Yeah. Um, and in that context, what we also have seen is where employers get good, good support, uh, uh, can provide good support to employees. The outcome is a much better one and people are much more likely to be happy uh, and balanced uh, than if they don't have support. So it def does definitely make a difference. If you don't mind me asking, how have your own stress levels been over the last couple of years? I mean, it's been difficult. It must have been difficult for you too. 
well, I first of all, I think I don't think it has been more difficult for me than anyone else. I, it's everyone else had uh, has you have your private challenges. Yeah, what we went through the last two years, and then on the business side. Um, now I'm very fortunate. I have a nice family. Yeah, I have kids and a wife that looks after me. So that has helped me a lot. And at professionally, I have a brilliant team around me, yeah. where we are, yeah, well well connected, and we we really help each other. So that that has helped a lot. Has it been stressful? Yes, it has sometimes. But what I try to do personally is just to make sure I have my balance myself. And that basically means I just need to take out for me. <laughs> yeah, time for me um, doing my, my workout uh, or meditate, which I, the problem is I need to do it almost slavishly with an agenda. Right. Yeah, otherwise, if it's not an agenda, I don't do it. But uh, once <laughs> it's there, it's pl- once I have a plan, I'm pretty good to stick to it. I'm quite disciplined. Do you know what's uh, interesting? He, listening to you talk about running a very big company like AXA, it's not that different, really, to running a small company. It's all just done on a much bigger scale. Yes, in principle, you're absolutely right. Yeah. You have to do the same things. It's just different scale. The challenges are then slightly different. And the the impact of what you decide is much bigger, yeah, because you touch then many, many more employees and many, many more clients. But in essence, it's the same thing you try to do. You try to to make sure that the direction of what the organization does is clear. You try to have the best team you can have around us within it in an environment where people can be the best versions of themselves, having some fun on the way and be commercially successful. Mentors, advice, that's the sort of thing that people need really as they're rising up, whether they're creating their own company or just mm. or charting their own career. It's that kind of advice and being able to get access to that is really important, isn't it? Yes, it's it's for me, it's probably the most important thing to mm-hmm. have experienced people who I can talk to, but without any any filter that I can just, just say <laughs> what I think and get proper feedback. and. Um, and sometimes you also have to ask for help. Yeah, I think yeah. that's something. It's not. I. That's one thing. I never waited for them to mentor me. I just asked them. And the good thing is, every time I have asked, they everyone said yes so far. And and I think it's true for most senior people. If they ask to mentor someone, they would say yes because there's always something good for yourself. You learn new things. Yeah, from the first person you mentor. So absolutely essential. Um, ideally, you can avoid some mistakes they made. <laughs> yes. But also, it gives you some comfort that you are not alone with these questions you you do have along on your, your professional career. Yeah. Hey, mistakes mm. are all part of it, aren't they? That's, uh, that's how we get to where we... <laughs> yeah, probably mistakes is the only way to really learn, isn't it? Yeah. yeah because from, from successes, you don't really learn a lot. But if you handle failures and, and yeah properly, it's a big learning. It's yeah. the best learning you can have. Um, and I always say it's good to have some scars on your back on, on, from your mistakes because that means you have tried things out, you had the courage to, to go through it and then learn from it. Cliche question, but what's the best bit of advice you've been given? Who Best advice? Probably I, I have to split that question into two. Um, one is uh, from my parents. It's more life advice than professional advice, but it uh, was always be humble and treat everyone with respect as simple as that yeah that's what they would always ask me to do i and my father still reminds me especially <laughs> now that that's uh independent where my job is that still counts and he's right professionally it's probably 
I had a very good Irish mentor and he basically said two things. He said, look, Claudio, once you are put in charge for something, take charge. You take your responsibility. Don't find excuses, just take it. And secondly, do the right thing. And you know what the right thing is, but typically it's not the easy one. So make sure you do the right thing, even if it's much harder. And if you do these two things, you will be fine. And he's right. It's um, taking responsibility for what I do. I, I think that's important for every one of us. And then doing the right thing. And every one of us knows what that means. Yeah. We just don't want to do it because sometimes it is much harder than finding a way around things or doing the easy thing. So that's probably the thing that has stuck with me yeah, since I heard it quite some time ago. That was Claudio Janal, CEO of AXA UK and Ireland. For all the best business coverage, head to standard.co.uk forward slash business. And there's a new episode of the How to Be a CEO podcast released first thing every Monday morning. Hit your follow button and never miss a show.